Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. coming to one of the bigger weekends of the year I'm not going to get into my opinion on the All County Football League because anyone who listens already knows but if you can salvage anything from this this uh, sub-power All County Football League I think the knocker weekend weekends is is the thing that you can salvage so this weekend we've got relegation playoffs and we've got league semi-finals and I'm joined on the line by Eddie to look ahead to these games Eddie uh, I just pulled you away from watching the Women's World Cup here to, to do this <laughs> podcast sorry about that no, you're okay. It's all right. It's okay. Don't do it again. <laughs> well, of course, unfortunately, we we didn't. Um, we're not going to get to see Leanne Kiernan in it, which is really, which is really unfortunate because, mm. like, it sounds like from what I can read. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but it sounds like she's a little bit hard done by. Um, and I've I've seen a lot of comments from people saying that you know, fear about just didn't rate her or didn't give her a fair crack at whip. But, um, <clears throat> it would have been amazing to have a billionaire woman. Then also a uh, daughter of a killing care man, Sinead Farley, whose, mm. fa- whose father played with killing care, like, and he's supposed to be a great footballer. So you would have had like great Cavan GA links there as well, because the Cairn is obviously a big GA family as well. But fortunately, it's not going to happen. But we do have Sinead Farley to, to cheer on. But um, closer to home, I think we should start off with the big one. And you know what game that is? Den versus Van Nugent. <laughs> no. <laughs> You told me that oh fair, you're not gonna talk about that game. <laughs> well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna predict it. I think um, the biggest game of the weekend, with no disrespect to anyone, is Garden Crush Law. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Without getting into any of the rumours or conjecture, like we can say for sure that there's a bit of rivalry there at the moment. And mm. it's spilled over a few times. They've played a lot in the last few years. Um and Garden have kind of had the edge. Garner beat Crush Law last year by by a point in the semi-final, they beat them by a goal in the group the year before, and they beat them by in a league mm. final the year before as well. Um, these yeah. teams, they, these <clears throat> sets of players don't seem to get along particularly well, even though they've played together a lot at with at various county levels. Um, to the point where people are, are I suppose, well, I said I wasn't going to get into conjecture, but people are making the claim that they might have unsettled the county squad, that this sort of rivalry between the Crush and Garland lads is, is kind of really it's really become quite heated so uh mm. i think that's going to add a lot to the gate when it comes to berkeley park on saturday evening 100 if it, if it had been no disrespect to kingscourt ram or had it been say chris lovey kingscourt or gown of v ram or there would have been a good crowd but the fact that this game is like it's on the light seven o'clock or is it seven o'clock i think it's saturday evening paul yeah yeah so it's it, it for, for the neutral going in it's gonna be fascinating like it will, it will be and it's good in a way for the county championship to have two teams, not say tearing the heads of each other, but definitely having that sort of bit of rivalry because, um, it's it's just to bring out the best in each other. Uh, in my opinion, now it's probably, I, I don't know what the rumors are to be honest, but like I mean, it's it's it just it sets up for a fascinating championship and also the. the both sets of players are in around the same age group as you alluded to already. They've already played together, um. But it was a good point that you've made about Gauna. Chris Law haven't beaten Gauna Paul since the quarter final. Actually, no, sorry, I'll I'll retract that. Of game of significance, Chris Law haven't beaten Gauna since the quarter final of the twenty twenty championship. So since then, as you rightly pointed out, Gauna beat them. That when Gauna beat them in the league in twenty twenty one, that was probably deemed an upset in some ways, because I think a lot of people had Chris Law earmarked to win that league, mm. so going so well, and more to the point, in that final in 2021, Paul, Chris Law were, I think they were five or six points up in that game, 
And then Gauna, five, I think they were five up at half time. I think so. I think so. And then Gauna just came out in the second half unstoppable and deservedly won it. And then they carried that form into the championship. Um they beat them with three points in 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 Kingspan Breffney. And then obviously last year. Now last year's semi-final was a great game, I thought. That was a brilliant game of football. Uh, and I think Gauna just edged it, deservedly edged it in in, in my opinion. So it it does it's interesting to see, Paul, what sort of um angle both sets of teams will take on um Saturday evening. Will they reveal their full hand, do you think? Or will there be a couple of players maybe set aside? Um maybe it's not back from injury. Um that's the one thing. I, I, I would be surprised if I see a full strength Chris Law team and a full strength Gowna team in action here on Saturday evening. I don't know if you go along with that. It's hard. It's hard to know. I'd imagine they'd put their best foot forward. The championship's still a little bit off yet. Um, mm. I, I was pulled up by a Garner man, and rightly so, because I said a couple of weeks ago when they played Arva that they were nearly at full strength, and a Garner, a Garner man gave me a list of players they were missing, and they're, in fairness, they weren't they weren't close to full strength. They were missing seven or eight players. Uh, same man also said to me they'd be missing a few this week, holidays and things. But I've been told now that there'll be a couple of lads back for that. I know mm. that. I know. Uh, that failed crush law hit on on Keen Madden and, and Conor Brady in in Marbella um, during the week. That, that might entice the lads to come home early. I, I expect Keen and Connor to be available for for Garner on Saturday evening. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's 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 just a really hard game to call. Mm. They've, they've produced so many good games. These two teams nearly can't produce a bad game. No, I can't see how they, they could produce a bad game because there's so much talent on these teams that. They're not all going to play badly, and and the players are so good that I think if two or three of them in each team play well, you you'll have a few moments to savor, and that's really all you want out of a match. You want four or five high quality moments, and mm. that gets you through it. And like you know, if James Smith turns it on for for ten minutes, or if Conor Madden turns it on for ten minutes, or if Paddy Lynch who got two nine in this fixture back in twenty twenty one in the championship, or several other of these lads like outstanding players, throw in this sort of. Uh, this well well documented rivalry that that's grown up now, like it has the makings of for a league semi final. It's it's superb. Like it has the makings of a cracker. Now it it definitely has. Now the only thing I would be now it's just the the neutral supporter ahead of me. I am. It'd be brilliant if Chris Law and Guyana was in uh another venue apart from Kingston Breathney. You know, a real tight venue where the crowd are on top of the pitch, and because the atmosphere then would be just electric, in my opinion. There's nothing wrong with Kingsman Breffney. There'd be a big crowd there. But I just think for a league semi-final, like I go back to last year's final between Chris Law and the Gales. Like that was probably one of the best games I've been at for just pure drama and pure entertainment. And Garage McKernan was just unbelievable that day as well. But the crowd were in on top of the players. And the atmosphere I thought was electric. Yeah. Now that was that was Chris Law and the Gales. It'll be ten times more electric um with with Chris Law and Garner. But um, the other thing I was thinking of there, Paul, while you were saying about the rivalry and the quality on show, I remember myself and yourself and Damien were previewing Chris Law and Gauna for semi-final and that was about three or four days in advance and we couldn't wait for that game. We were, like, as neutrals got into that game, we could not wait for the talent that was there. We were running out of superlatives for both teams, like, you know, and it was on the line and that sort of thing. And it's a credit to both teams, to be fair. It's a, and, and that's why I'm saying the rivalry just adds a bit bit more spice to it. Um, just going on the record or going on the previous um games going into this semi final, Paul. Like, I, obviously, Chris Law are the only team that are unbeaten in the three divisions. Um, they've played twelve games, drawn one, one eleven. Uh, but Gowna's record is actually decent, very decent. They've only lost once in the last nine games, Paul. So they drew with Ballyhays, drew with Kiligary, drew with Balnia, they beat Mullahorn, they lost the Ram. I think they lost the Ram by a point. I think you were at that game, were you? Yourself, yourself or Damien was at that game. I was, game. I was at that game. But they actually, they would have come away from that game feeling okay about themselves because I think they scored the last six points of the game. Mm. We're way behind and, and you know, they had a lot to salvage from that game. Pearson came on at halftime and played very well or just before halftime played very well. Mm. So that yeah. wasn't a demoralising defeat by any no, means. No, but since then they kicked on. They beaten Lara, beaten Kingskirt, Arva um, and Lacken as well. So their, their record, their form going into this game uh, Paul, I think because a lot of focus I think is on Chris Law and how how good they've been over the league and the high scores they've run up. I think a lot of people has kind of took their eye off going a wee bit, but when I went back and just looked at their previous results going into Saturday, 
Jesus, it, like they've only lost twice. They've drawn, I think, a couple of games as well. Drawn three games actually, uh, or maybe more. Um, so like, look, to me, it's all the makers of a great game Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because last year, while that Division One semi final at the time, it felt like an absolute roller coaster. One of the most memorable games. Like I think I I mentioned on the pod at at the time that my cousin was home from Australia and he'd been there since 2005. Hadn't been to a match. Since 2005, he lands home and he goes to that game. And he was like, Gaelic football is the greatest game in the world. But mm. Uh, mm. in hindsight, now that, we, that we're looking at it from a remove, like there was a, there was a sort of a freakish quality about it. Oh, absolutely. They went man for man. No team wanted to show their hand. And they met again in the championship a couple of weeks later. And it finished 14 points to 13 or whatever mm. it was. Mm. Um, yeah, and the Gales won it that day as well. So it's, it's funny, like, where do you put in this league final? You put the league final... To, everyone used to say, we need to get the league final played before the championship. And then the championship is over. We're into the, the off-season then. And that was fine. And, and definitely, you don't want to be playing your league final in a swamp in the middle of December. I remember Crush, or Cass Rahan beating the Gales, I think it was, out in Lacken one time. Out in Lacken. That's yeah, right. Depths yeah. of winter, like, and the lads mm. were covered in, covered in muck. And it was just real, real, real winter football. And I remember one time Mullahorn winning a league final in Milltown in the fog. And it was really, but you know, mm. you don't want that. But at the same time, do you want teams going into a league final where their sole aim is not to give anything away? Don't show mm. the opposition anything. So it's a tricky one. So I think I it, it could be ideal that these teams are meeting in a semi because they might want another game. Good point. Yeah. So like mm. if it was a final, you know, if there's nearly the, you know, if the course of the league as well, like, like I'd love to look back through the winners of the league and see who, who won the championship that year. But like, um, well, funny enough, you should say that, Paul, because <clears throat> I think Castle Rahan they won the the championship in 2018, 2019, and I think they won the league in 2019. That's and right, they did, they did the double both years. They did double both years, and Kingskirt, I think, won the the double in 2015. Now, I'm not, I'm not privy to who won the league in, I think the Gales won the league in 2017, did they? And they won the championship in 2017. I, I'm not sure about that. I think I remember Mullerhorn beating Kingsford in the league final few years. It, go, it goes to show, look, this mm. is the proof but, of what, what the league really means. Like We we have the clue. And if I said to you, no. who won the championship in 2012? <laughs> Mullerhorn. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And you could probably give the scoreline if you thought about it. So <laughs> look, I'm actually looking back here in George Cartwright's book to, to get a few... Um, just to pick out a couple of random years. In 1995, Bailey did win the league and we know they won the championship. 94, Garner. Then you had 97, Mullerhorn, <coughs> who didn't win the championship. 98, then won the league. I didn't know that then won a Division One league. Beating mm-hmm. Crushlaw in the final. Uh, so, you know, it's hit and miss. You had a good few years where the Gales won it because they were just so dominant and they were winning it all the time. 2006, oh. Balanya won the league and they were actually an intermediate team. They beat um, the Gales in the final. That was in Corner Fame, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, no, it was in Drumley, according to this. Oh, Drumley was that? Um, oh, maybe that was, that was the semi final, maybe. Then, was, then you had the Gales and King scored in 2010 in Lavi. Oh, I remember that. There was, there was war in that game. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Not, and then t- t- 2011, that was the game. I was talking about King scored beating Mullahorn in the replay. Mm. And then there was a league final played on the 3G one year. I think King scored might have won that. Beating Rammer in the final level, so yeah. Look, league—it's even hard to get the results of the league finals, but true. How, but so, how do you see this one going? Have you any particular insight into like what are we going to see? Are we going to see a high-scoring game? Yes, I think I, I just don't think it's in both teams' nature to sit <clears> back and be defensive and try and contain the other. I think they'll try and outdo each other. I think that if one team scores a brilliant score, you'll find that. The, the the other set of forwards will try and um either meet or or see their brilliant score and raise their brilliant score by another brilliant score, but and that's I'm going back on the evidence of last year's semi final in 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 Kingspan Breffney, um I just think that the fact that Chris Law haven't beaten Gauna in a game of significance, Paul, since 2020, I just think it might just give them more of an edge to go and beat them, and also the fact is that there are Division One champions, and I I don't know. Uh, Paul Chris Law won that Division 1 league last year that was the first time in a long time they won that 
so like look uh, the reason why I brought up Castellan the Gales uh, Kingscourt like I think there is a kind of a correlation between if you win the league and you're at that cycle of a team you know where you're looking to start keep winning winning um, like I think this game is of significance and I think that like last year Chris Law won it didn't win the championship Guyana won in 2021 didn't win the championship so um, but going to this game here I just think Chris Law have been so flawless over the league that it might hurt them a wee bit if they lost to Guyana here on on um, on Saturday evening I think they want there to be a desire there to keep that run going and to hold on to their to their title so I'm going to give Chris Law I was going to say I'm going to give Chris Law the edge here, but I remember saying to you a few weeks ago, Chris Law aren't the best in tight games, Paul. They're not good in tight games. Um, I like uh, I like that stat. I like that stat, but I think you're being a little bit you're being a little bit dismissive of Chris Law, though. No, no, I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be. I know. I well, like I I had I had tipped Chris Law to beat the beat Gowan at this weekend, um, because I don't know how much of a, an emphasis Gowan will put on the league. Even though that they have only lost once in the last nine, obviously they're right beyond the championship and retain their title. No, I'm going to go for Crystal to win this, Paul. So I am. I don't mean to be anyway harsh at all on Crystal. Ah, oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because what what we have seen in Cavan is a total um, total changing of the guard. To be fair, like if you think back to about ten years ago, you had Casarahan. Kilisandra, Kukolans, Balanya, Mullahorn, they were all making semi finals around that 2013, 14, 15 period. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I would be surprised. Well, obviously, um, Kilisandra are in junior now, Kukolans are looking to win the intermediate. I'd be surprised if Kasaran, Balanya, and Mullahorn make a semi final this year. They won't be favoured to make a semi final anyway. So there's been a total change of the guard over the last few years in the post Cavan Gales era. And it's opened up now for for a new team to emerge. Like the like, it's kind of overdue for a new team to emerge. And I think I think probably Casaran were that new team. Probably should have won more than two championships. So I was glad that they won two and end up because they had they put such an effort into it. Mm. They probably had their era. They came out of it with two. Um. So, it's going to be Garner or or Krushla. and the Garner are probably favoured because they have more waves coming through after this. So yeah. For Krushla, I'm not saying the window is closing for Krushla, but they've got to win. They've got to win a couple more championships with that team. Yeah, like, they really have to. One championship, if they end up, if their return ends up with one championship out of that team, like that is, that is a very disappointing return for the talent that they have and on on the line and, and on the field. So, I I know this isn't championship, but I think Krushla really have got to would have the bit between their teeth this year now. Oh, definitely, definitely. Mm. I I think they have to win it this year. It, they just have to win it. Like I mean, the, for the talent they have. Like I mean, if you're speaking to someone outside the county and you're able to say, "Well, Chris Love got Paddy Lynch, James Smith, Dara McVitie, like those three players in particular," and then you're on with Stephen Smith, Pierce Smith, um, Connor Rehill, Orrin Rehill is another emerging talent up there. Like they just, you just be thinking, yeah, that's all in one club. Like and and then you say, "Well, we got one championship." So like I just think that there has to be, there has to be a genuine desire. And also the learner from last year, like they were close last year, beaten by Gauna. But they have to put that into into funnel that that frustration and that 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 energy into winning another title because I think they have to do it for the talent that they have available. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be questions asked if they don't do it this year. And I I think I'm not going to say there's a soft underbelly to either team because there certainly isn't, mm-hmm. but I think part of the reason that they tend to be so exhilarating to watch or whatever, but but yet. They're like they're like the heavyweight with the dodgy chin in ways, and that that for me, the, who, who a heavyweight with a dodgy chin is the most exciting thing to watch in sport because mm. especially if he's got a lot of power because you know he can land a knocker blow, but at any time he can he can uh, end up on his arse. And if you look at the makeup of the Crushdown Gunner teams, like look at the, the forward the talent in the forward half of the field, say from midfield up on the Crushdown team, James Smith, Mark Stewart, Pierce Smith, Brandon Boyle, and Paddy Lynch, Stephen Smith. Dara McVitie, probably if he plays as a forward. Mm. Look at the guy on the team, like Ryan Donahue, he, he's an attacking midfielder, like we all know that. Conor Brady, uh, even though he can line out at centre back, the guy would see Conor Brady as a as a player who plays his best football on the front foot. Robbie Fitzpatrick, Keane and Tiernan Madden, even though they flip flop from wing back to wing forward, they're attacking players. Mm. Uh, TJ, 
Connor Madden, Connor Casey, Oshin Pearson. Now, if you look at the the defenders, there's hardly any not not hardly any, but there's there's not many uh, fellas in the defence who have played much senior football for Cavan in either defence, and yet you've loads of forwards. That's right. So, so it's yeah. easy. It's clear that both teams are top heavy of forwards. Like you've fellas who have got runs with Cavan in both defences, but that's it. So mm. so both teams will feel that the defence, the other team's defence, can be got at, and they can be got at. Mm. So. I- and which makes uh, like that's that adds to the intrigue of these two teams meeting, uh, Paul. Like it's like like you're it's a good way of putting it the heavyweight with the dodgy chain, but it's um, but like I like the way yeah the the the, the hobby heavyweight forwards maybe class forwards class attacking talent, but they can get a, a, a at each other's defense and that always leads to a really intriguing game you know high scoring game but in trolling and thrilling game as well. So um, as a neutral, I have to say really looking forward to. It. We're really looking forward to this game on Saturday evening. But I am going to go with Chris Law, um, Paul. Just interesting, you were saying about, I was just thinking when you were saying about Chris Law having to win it. I think this developing rivalry between Chris Law and Guyana may bring out the best out of Chris Law. Because I think at times, like when Chris Law are going so well in the league, everyone is plumbing them. Everyone is saying, just Chris Law are brilliant. They're looking at the score and look at the talent they have. And and it's almost they don't really have much left to prove. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 almost like they need a bit of fear or a bit of doubt or a bit of some yeah. of the you know that we're gonna have it. Gonna have this bit of chip on the shoulder, I think as well, and that they, they just will walk through you just to like to to make like for example the lost twenty twenty one final. You just knew by them in twenty twenty two, especially in that comeback in that in that drawn game against the Gates, they just weren't going to let 2022 go without winning the title. They just done whatever it took and they beat some really good teams on the way where Chris Law, I think they need that bit between their teeth. I think this is the year that they have it. And I, th- I think that's why I think whoever is the captain of, of uh, his Pierce Smith or whoever is the captain of Chris Law, I do see them going up the steps and Kingsman Breffney taking the, the Oliver Plunkett Cup home with them. That's a, that's a big shout. But look, I, I think mm. If you were to take a plebiscite of the county, like the vast majority of people are going to tip either Crush or Garner. And I think the vast majority of people would, would see them as the two outstanding teams in the county. But the funny thing is the frailties that they have. You look mm-hmm. at Garner, Garner won four games out of eight in the championship last year. Now they, they got better as the championship went on. and they, like, But they found themselves heading out of the championship deep into, into round four of the group. They found themselves heading out of the championship uh, at half time in the drawn game against Cavan Gales or just after half time when, mm. when a lot of mm. goal went in they're seven or eight points down so that says a lot about their resilience but it also says that, that they're by no means a finished article No. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to tip Garner because I just think it's a coin toss you've gone for Crush Law I'm going to tip Garner I could easily be swayed the other way I just think it's there's mm. nothing between these teams and the way they play football there's a helter-skelter element to it as well and you, mm. you just don't know so uh, okay, that's good. We, we, who's the who's the referee, Paul? Do you know? The referee's Noel Mooney. Okay, all right. Yeah, he'll have his hands full, I'd say. Yeah, he'll have his hands full. <laughs> he, he will. It'll be, it'll, it should be a cracker between two class teams. Uh, before that game, we have Kingscourt and Rammer. Another mm. interesting one. Another very interesting game between... Well, Kingscourt haven't won a, haven't won a championship now since 2015. Mm. But... They would feel they probably should have won one the, the first day in twenty twenty. Yeah. They've probably they've probably they've probably come on since that. I think they have steadied the ship and they've put in a good league campaign and they have come on. Whereas Rammer were in the semi final last year, could found it very hard to score last year in the championship, and still lost the semi final by a point and uh could have been in the final and won it the year before. So Rammer definitely are still a, a top team there. So oh, these, are, these yeah. are two teams that are vying to 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 get right back up to the top. So how do you see this going? Well, I have a mad stat for you, Paul. Oh, you brilliant. <laughs> now, I'm still not convinced on it, but I spoke to a Rammer man before he came on the pod, and he goes, yeah, no, it's true. When was the last time Rammer won the Division 1 league? Uh, oh, sure. It, it, was it... Was it in there, eighty-five to ninety-two era around that late eighties? That's a yeah. It was uh, well, it was nineteen ninety-six. I have ninety-six. Uh, yeah. Um. Now on their website it says nineteen ninety-eight, but I remember in around that time, Paul, that Rammer were awarded the Division One League. I think because there was a 
a row in the other semi final. I don't know who was the two teams who were, in who, it. Were, who were going to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who. I don't know who. Um, I think the Gales could have been involved in it because the Gales were probably coming in just like not saying to their pump, but uh, anyway, basically what it was that Ram were awarded the league. Um, I don't think it was finished out. But anyway, here's here's the uh, not to cut you off. Here is what George Cartwright has to say about that in his book because I just opened it there while you're talking. 1996, Ramer United. Garner, Bailey, and Ramer United reached the semi finals. <laughs> How did I know? The Garner v. Bailey game ended the controversy and was abandoned. Both teams were disqualified. Ramer United, nice. who had defeated Mullerhorn, were the de- declared league champions. And that was looking at that Ramer team, that was an age and Ramer team there now, very much so. That was a Ramer yeah. team that was. Most of those lads had played in 92, and mm. actually a lot of them had played in 85 as well. Uh, so that was a that was the last kick in that Rammer team. So it was a 98 you're saying then won it. Yeah, it was ninety six. Yeah. Ninety six. I am baffled by that one. Mm. It's twenty seven years ago. But Rammer, like Rammer's that era that followed, like Rammer had a lot of immigration, a lot of fellas went to Australia and you know like they they slipped down to, into division two for a while. Mm. I, they hadn't been when they got to the semi final in 20, what year, what year it was, the loss of the Gales, that was the first semi-final in a long time. Right. Um, okay. So, so Rammer did drop a lot in that era, but hard to believe that like, in, the, in the last seven or eight, seven, six, seven years that since they've been kind of back up there that, that they haven't won a league. Well, it's more baffling, Paul, because of the underage success they've had in the last 10 years, 10, 15 years, like between minors, under 16s, um, under twenties, under twenty ones, they were very, very dominant in the under twenty one championship division one. Um, so when I was when I was going through, like, say, when was the last time both teams won division one, and how much emphasis they put on it in the head of the championship? When I, when I found that Rammer hadn't won in twenty seven odd years, I was just I was blown away by it. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, Kings scored the last one. I think it was twenty fifteen. It was the year that won the double when they won the championship as well. So, um. It has a making of a really, really interesting game. Both sets of teams, Paul, in the league scored 20 goals um, in the league. I could be wrong now, one or two goals either way. And the reason why I brought the bright bring that stat up, because I, I think this is going to be very, very tight and wouldn't rule out a draw, um, if not extra time. I don't know if there's extra time going to be played on the day. Um, but I think Kings could have had their league, best league campaign in a while. And the fact is that they're maybe bringing Jordy Morris back into the team now on Saturday evening. I'd be interested to see will he play. I know he was playing last week with Mead um against Down. So would it be interested will he will he take a couple of weeks off and and um get back in the trainer or will he be playing? I imagine he will be playing. Um Rammer, I'm not privy to the team details with Rammer uh Paul, but I know one standout player that I know yourself and Damien have been talking a good bit about is Matthew Smith. Mm. Um, who is a phenomenal talent. He's a brilliant, brilliant player, and I've heard a lot about him since. Um, so this is a very, very difficult game to call for me now. I have to say, when both sides met up in Kingscourt, uh, about a couple of months ago now, Kingscourt did beat them, beat Rammer by three points, one eight to eight. Um, and the last few games there, Paul Kingscourt are not afraid to mix it up either. Like Kingscourt, when it's a tight game, Kingscourt can show that they have the temperament to grind out a result, and if they're playing fire of fire. They also have the have the ability to you know if one if if they're playing against a an attacking team they're well able to match that attacking talent and go on and and and, and win like against Arva there for example high scoring game beat them three thirteen two thirteen is one example okay they beat Lacken hammered Lacken as well the beach Lara um yeah Rammer like the, the big eye catching defeat with Rammer I know they probably had a didn't have the strongest team out was the window beaten well well beaten by Christian Law. So I just wouldn't know what sort of a team Rammer would have out this Saturday. I imagine it would be strong, but um, I don't know if I, I don't know if if you haven't won the league since nineteen ninety six. I don't know. I I'd be like thinking, let's go on here and try and try and win it. And also the fact is, Rammer won the championship twenty twenty one. Like you know, so they're not that far away. Uh, I still think if they had Sean McAvoy back in the team, I think it'd be a completely different outfit, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree about Sean McAvoy. And obviously James Brady, like mm, oh James, of course, yeah. Yeah. Like James in Australia, uh, Sean is in the states, or he's he he might I think he's I think he might be gone back. He was home for a while there, uh, to to his studies and his soccer, um, and then like those two lads and Edo, called it like 
they I think they they did score the entire tally in the in the replay That's right. in 2021. 20, yeah. So to take two two like you won a championship with three men scoring and you've taken two of them out of it. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise that Rammer's scoring tallies dropped off a cliff last year. Looking at the at the league this year, they put up 177 points, which was the lowest in the top five and a hundred less than Prussia put up. Mm. Is that sorry? Yeah, it was only in the top eight, only Mullahorn were lower. So again, like they're not exactly free scoring this year, Rammer, even though Matthew has, has made a big impact. But like a couple of Rammer lads were saying to me that they, they, they thought that we'll have a good shout in the championship this year, and they were mentioning Matthew, and I was saying, what well, I, I rate him extremely highly, but it's a big ask to ask a young lad mm. who's not he's not yet 18 as we speak here. To, mm. to lead a team to a championship it's a huge ask but he's I, I hope he stays fit because because uh, I know we get accused of blowing up lads on the pod but I think that, I think I'm I'm getting punished for Damien's sins in a lot of cases there but I think I think Matthew Smith's the real deal um, Connor Bradley's p- playing well Connor's got finding his form again the last day they were missing a few of those minors like Matthew Smith's one of those minors Nathan Levy Valencia Oliver McChrystal, um, there's a couple of others that came in from last year's minor team, hmm. um, and they're they're very talented players. They were all away, I think, and they'll have those lads back. Uh, so I don't think they'll be too far away. This is a hard game to call. Like looking at the oh, very at the, hard game to call. Yeah, isn't it? Very hard. If you look at that Kingsford team, like Kingsford have improved and they've managed to hold on to lads. Like we had Barry Early on the pod a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying that you know he had kind of. He'd kind of made up his mind to retire, but now he's come back and he's enjoying his football. Like I think he's he's racking up. He got nine points there against Arva. He got one six there against Lara. He's just doing what he always did. He's just nailing every every place kick inside the forty five and coming up with mm. scores from play and so on. Peter Corrigan as well, like probably one of the most underrated players in the senior championship. Um, I definitely think he could have played with Cavan over the last few years, and uh, if he did, he'd have a much higher profile, but. Mm. He just turns up in championship and generally plays plays really well. Toasty mm. a full forward and Joe Dillon's back on the scene. Like Joe is is a great goal threat and I don't know if there's a full hour in him with the injury problems that he's had, but like he he's gonna be some handful coming on for any team. He throws Jordy Morris into that. Paddy Mead back yeah. fit is a massive boost to him. And then Kieran Dermody, who I mentioned before, like rave reviews about Kieran. Um he transferred in from Maher Clearn and he's been playing really well. Mm. So Kingsford are Kingsford are in a good spot. Oh, they are. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to I'm going to tip Kingsford to win this. Mm. Yeah, I I've I've got Kingsford by the minimum here. I think it's going to be a point or two. Uh, but if Jordy Morris does come into that side, if he if he does start, you could see Kingsford maybe winning by maybe three or four. Paul, um, you, I just keep thinking back to 2021, and you take out those two marksmen up front, and you take out Damian Barkey, who was outstanding at, at fullback for mm-hmm. Garner. And like he's had a lot of injury problems this year, Damien. Like you really are depriving your team of of probably your best defender and your best your two best forwards. And um, Brian O'Connell. Yeah, well, Brian Brian's back now. He was away traveling, so mm-hmm. yeah, he's a brilliant, he's a brilliant ah, defender, class for, class he's player. Brilliant. He's brilliant. He would walk onto the Cavan team. If it's it's if a shame, possible. isn't it, for Rammer? Like you're after we're after mention four players there two in defence and two up, up front like I mean it's it's a loss to the county championship when you when and obviously the rammer of course but it, but even for the neutrals like ourselves Paul well are you a rammer man are you? <laughs> no, no only, um, when the, only when they win the championship and then I jump yeah. on the bandwagon alright um, no but like I mean because I I remember the year obviously 2021 and even in the the drawing game, Paul, um, where Garner probably left it behind him in 2021. But I thought Ben O'Connell was brilliant that day. Thought he was outstanding. And uh, I was in my head. I was uh, scratching my head coming out of King's Farm Breffy. I said, how is that lad not in him in the county? Like, you know, obviously he has his reasons why he's not been in. But he's a wonderful footballer. And, and Bar- Barkey at the, in the full back line, hard as nails. And then you've got the two boys up front, James Brady, Sean McAvoy. Like, McAvoy was... Just a pleasure to watch in that in that, in that replay um, against the uh, against Garner. and then Edo Cole Edo Cole very consistent up front as well. So it's a, it's a loss to the championship and a loss to the loss to Rammer as well. But and anyway, regards to the Saturday evening, um, I'm I think Kingscourt will win this one. Be tough, we tight or tight to call, but going for Kingscourt. 
Yeah, well, it's going to be the first big club occasion of the year, in Bre- and it falls in Breffley on Saturday evening, double header. I think we're mm-hmm. going to see a big crowd. Hopefully, the rain stays off, and, and uh, that'll be a great occasion. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll go through the rest of the games a little bit quicker, Eddie, because because uh, my fault. We 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 went a little bit over time on those two. Rele- relegation playoffs in Division One. First up on Saturday in Cross Keys is Killigary against Lacken. The Battle of the Highlands. Terry Terry over. Uh, yeah. I think Conor Smith could be the difference here, Paul, uh, for Kiligary. Um he scored ten points against uh, Castle Rahan in that in their defeat to Castle Rahan over two weeks ago. Um look uh, getting straight to the point here, Paul, if Kiligary have any aspirations to win the senior championship in the next couple of years, they can't be operating in division two. Uh, I know they're being uh, decimated a wee bit with injuries and players been on the on counting on twenty squads, minor squads, and and obviously in the senior squad as well. Um, and when they get everybody back and the whole full complement of players back, they are a very very good outfit as they proved last year. But this is their second relegation playoff um in a row, Paul. Like they were they beat Kill uh, Care last year convincingly enough, and now here they are playing against Lacken. Now Lacken are a good run of form, Paul. They've beaten the Gales. They've beaten. Uh, Kiligary and they were very competitive up against with Gauna there up until the last maybe four or five minutes when Gauna banged in two goals in, in a couple of minutes kind of maybe flattered Gauna a wee bit um, but look uh, it's Kiligary for me here in Cross Keys Paul um, I, I think they've I just think that one of Conor Smith in the ranks and also coupled that with with you know higher aspirations from the couple of years ahead I think Kiligary needs to stay in Division 1 and I think that might be the difference between the two here yeah, Lacken did beat Kiligary um, mm. in the group, but my issue with Lacken is like, are they going to get the scores to, to win to win games against the better opposition? Now, I know they already beat Kiligary, uh, but Kiligary are down a lot of bodies at the moment, or they certainly were for the for the Kassaran game a couple of weeks ago. But mm. if you look at the scores Lacken have put up, Lacken are the lowest scoring team in the division. We we can't include Kassaran because I think they conceded the game. Mm-hmm. So their, their score difference was skewed. Now, in fairness, Castran weren't exactly free scorer now, to be honest. But what Lacken, Lacken have scored 158 in 12 games. These are what Lacken have put up, scores Lacken have put up in this league. Nine points, 12 points, 112, 16 points, 311, six points, 18, nine points, 19, 115, 36, 110. So they have picked up a little bit in recent weeks, but like the their highest score they put up was against Arva, who are, who are, Beneath them on the table, and uh, they put up one eight against Ballyhays as well. So they haven't been scoring against the better teams. We'd have to say Killigary on paper, and are one of the better teams, but the table doesn't suggest that. But they were in the senior final last year, mm. um, so that's my concern about Lacken. They're not the paciest outfit either, and uh, but they're not lacking. They're not lacking in heart. Don't want to patronise them. They're definitely not lacking in heart, and um. I think maybe they've got some hard training in. I saw them against Rammer earlier in the year and it didn't look fit. Mm. Uh, but they definitely have picked it up. Now, I don't know will Paul Eddie be available because he's going to Australia. Um, but he's actually been playing really well. He's scoring a lot. I think he scored maybe three or four goals in this league, and goals have been hard enough to come by for Lacken in this league. He mm. supplied several of them. They're down a lot of forwards. So same as yourself, with the form Connor Schmidt was in against Castellan a couple of weeks ago, if they can get a couple of bodies back, I know Dara Kennedy got injured in the warm-up that evening. I think Matty McKenna is out for a while. They might be back to the championship. Mm-hmm. They have several injuries, but I still think that, that Kiligary might just have too much in that game. So we're both going Kiligary. Yeah, both going Kiligary. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Balanya against Arva. Oh, this is a tough one to call. I think, this, I think this is a really hard one to call, Paul. Um, I'd say Balanya, this is probably the game that Balanya didn't want. And they probably would feel a little bit unlucky to be in the relegation playoff. 
Um, because prior to that defeat to Bally Hayes, they lost uh, two one-point defeats, um, one to Mullerhorn away, and then they lost to Castellan at home uh, by a point. So they'll probably feel just a little bit unlucky um, to be in here. Now, I wa- saying that, I was a little bit disappointed with them against Bally Hayes, even though it did tip Bally Hayes to beat Balnia, but Bally Hayes beat them by seven points. Um, which is uh, which you know for a big game like that. Well, to me, it was a big game because if Balnia had got a draw or a win in that game, they, they would have consolidated their place in Division One. Now they're in the game against Arva. Arva a full tilt now with the likes of Kieran Brady, uh, Tristan Hoffman, and Johnny McCabe all back into the fold. Now, so uh, it's just a I, I just find this very difficult to call. Like Balnia were in a relegation playoff last year in the Senior Championship Hall against Butler's Bridge. And I was at that game, I was covering the game for yourself in the Anglo Celt. And Balnia were in that game without Niall McDermott. And Cormac Timoney was, I wouldn't say he was 100% fit. He was only coming back in from injury. But Balnia did display a brilliant grit that evening. Evan Finnegan in particular, I thought he was outstanding that game. I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle Tyler, is that, is that yeah. the halfback? Yeah, he was brilliant as well. But Balnia played with that vigour that they were never, they weren't not, there was no way they're going to relinquish their senior championship status. Um, it was a tough game. The only one be a couple of points. Um, will the same happen now for this Saturday? Will they have that same desire and the same, um, th- the same quest? I suppose to retain the Division One status. Arv, on the other hand, when they have the county players back, they do they do pose uh, trouble there to to teams like against Gowan. We said it there last week or the week before. Gowan beat them one eighteen to twelve, but with twelve minutes to go in that game, it was twelve eleven to Arva, and. Gowna got the golden TJ Fitzpatrick, and then once that goal went in, it kind of broke Arva, and then Gowna went on and and and, um, and raced home. Same against Kingsgrove, like they were competitive against Kingsgrove as well. Uh, and there is a perception there with Arva that once they have the 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 Halla and McCabe and Tristan Hoffman back in, they think they'll start winning again, which is just you know it's easier said than done. Um, Balnia this time have got Niall McDermott in full flow. Um. And I think the the fact the game's in, in Corner Fane might just suit Balnia. It might just maybe curtail the attack and threat of Arva. But I'm going to go with a draw on this one, Paul. I can't, I just can't split them, to be honest with you. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's a tough one to call. And I'm going to go for a draw. Sorry, I, mate. I'm going to sit on the fence with this one. <laughs> I presume there will be extra time, though, in this one, will there? Um, no, I think there'll be a re. Well, no, I think there'll be a replay. I'm not we ain't going back to Division Two relegation playoff last year. Paul Drumgoon played McHugh in Terry Coyle Park, and it was a draw, and then it was a replay the week after. So I okay. presume there's a, re- a replay here. Um, if should these sides end up level, okay, yeah, it's an interesting one because if you look at Ballinas League, they beat Rammer, beat Kingscourt, and drew with Garner. So they've shown an ability to up it, like, and they beat Lacken in the local derby as well. They've shown the ability to up it at times. Mm. And they do still have some of those elite players who won senior championship medals, like like Butsy Carr, the full-back, David Finnegan, Niall McDermott. They obviously have Cormac Timoney as well, who's one of the best players in the county. Um, So they do, looking through their team sheet, they do still retain that bit of quality and know-how. But yeah. obviously Thomas Moore is out. Yeah. Uh, and they've lost a lot of players of the, their, their established players. Like, if you look back when they won that championship, because 10 years ago since they won that championship, it doesn't feel like 10 years. But they, it wasn't like they just were like Rammer in 2016, they just popped up like mushrooms overnight. Like, they were actually building for a few years. Like, they had won that, they had won that uh, Ulster Intermediate and they'd won that uh, All County Football League Division One six or seven years before that. Mm. And they were coming with that team by then. So, like, they're doing well even to have three of that senior championship team um from 2013 still playing. Like it's all those lads are in their thirties now. So um yeah. It's a hard one to call. It is a very hard one to call. Uh, I'm gonna go with Balnia. Because I think it's it's 51 49. I find that one hard to call. Like the venue as well, like they'd both be happy enough playing in that venue, they'd be very familiar with it. So I don't think there's an advantage for anyone there. So I'm, I'm going to oppose you on that one as well. Uh, Division two. The Wilt and West recycling. Oh. <laughs> Just, God, God, God love Damien. We channel a bit of Donna here there. Uh, Division two. Relegation playoffs. 
we were through mm. these ones quickly. Bally McHugh against Drummond Slippy game for Bally McHugh, this. Oh, it is. It really is. I was just thinking about this earlier, Paul. Two weeks ago, Bally McHugh were beaten by Sharkock, right? Um, badly beaten at home. Jesus, Bally McHugh are a difficult team to evaluate. Um, I thought when, when it was a home game and against Sharkock, and it was a kind of a, a half chance that they might retain their, their spot in Division 2, that they go all right and, and win. But they were beaten by 10 points, I think it was. Now, I don't know what team they had out. Did have the full team. Don't know what team Sharkock got out, but it was Sharkock beat them well. Right, that's two weeks ago. In the same day, Drumley had a brilliant win up in Bailieborough. They, that was that was the first win in the campaign. Now, if this fixture, Paul, had been played last weekend, I would have went for Drumley because I would have felt that it was a, a bit of a feel good vibe around Drumley. The 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 they broke their run of defeats and and the draw against Bathurst went up there to Bailieborough. I didn't. I don't think they had the biggest of squads going up into that game as well. Come away with a defeat or come away with a win. Sorry, great victory. And I think if the game had been the following Saturday, I I think that momentum would have carried in. However, that week break might have maybe just suited Bally McHugh. Maybe just got a bit things together, focused the minds a wee bit. And I think I think the fact is that Bally McHugh operating at intermediate level, Drummond Lee operating at junior level, might just might could be the difference here. But I think there will be a, a strong desire on the part of Alan McHugh to retain their Division 2 status. Um, they probably will be disappointed that this is the second year in a row they're involved in a relegation playoff. As we alluded earlier, they beat Drumgoon after the replay. I do think that if they click, I think they have enough to see off Drummalee here. Um, but you're right, it's a very, very, very sticky game. But like I said, not to repeat myself, I think if that game hadn't played seven days after the Bailiwick game, I think Drumlee would have carried that momentum into that game. Now there's a bit of a break. Things have settled a wee bit. I think Ballamy Q might have enough here to beat them, beat Drumlee. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. Like a lot of these games that look relatively close on paper, uh, it might come down to a goal. And that's where Ballamy Q are totally schizophrenic. Like they, they, they tend to concede loads of goals, but they've also scored plenty of goals at times as well. So looking through their, their results here, like um like there's several games there where there have been six, seven goals in the game. Like they scored four eight against Corner Fane, conceded two twelve. They conceded six goals against Not Bright. The next day they go out they put up three thirteen. So like it's very hard to get a handle on them. Against the mm. bridge against the bridge they scored three seven the league two fourteen. Let in three thirteen against Killing Care. Uh, letting six goals again <laughs> against Goodhill, like it's yeah. mad, it's mad stuff. Uh, they scored four goals against Drumlane, but let in two. Then they let in another three against Templeport. So like, there's mm. problems there at the back. They they leaked three, wasn't it, against Sharkock? That's right, um, yeah. And Drumley have a knack for getting goals, but generally when Drumley score a goal, they get two. So they've scored fourteen goals in this league, but I think maybe five games they didn't get a goal. Right. So mm. it'll probably come down to that if Drumley. Can have a goal, and uh, maybe Mickey Mickey Brennan will get one because he's always been a good man to get a goal. Mm-hmm. They they could do it. Um, is is Keen Boardback with them? I haven't seen his name. Maybe he'll he'll be parachuted in for this game. I don't know. Has he been featuring much lately? Um, I'd, I'd I'd imagine Paul that Kieran O'Malley will be having Drumley set up in a kind of a defensive structure to sort of curtail that. And the longer they keep McHugh out, the longer they frustrate them. The longer they can. You know, stave off the the attacking threats. I give Drumley a big, big chance. Then, big, big chance. But I do feel that if McHugh do crack in a couple of goals in the first say in the first half or in the first 10, 15 minutes, I think they'll kick on. Yeah, there's there's plenty of firepower in the McHugh team. Like, there's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. Like Mark Hernan's super player and Shane Tynan as well. He's capable of of magical stuff. Peter Devine, I see yeah. Pappy Galligan come on the last day as well. So, they've they've lots of lads that can score. Obviously, Liam Buchanan. And James Smith can score as well, coming from around the middle. But that said, neither of them are particularly reliable. To be fair, Drummond Lee are probably a little bit more reliable. Mm. Um, like I'm fair, in fairness to them, they have been competitive, Paul. They have, competitive. Been, they have been competitive. No. And like last year, they had a great run to the semi final of the junior and and really gave Arvid a. They are Drummond and they're full of it. No, Tempport. No, in the semi final. Oh, so, sorry, oh, sorry. Talking about Drummond Lee. Sorry, beg your pardon. I was talking about the final, the Vision 3 final. Beg your pardon. Yeah, they gave yeah. Tamport a fill of it that day too. They did, like, so they'll, they'll be set up to be hard to beat, so it's going to be hard to call, but I'm going to give Paddy McHugh just a slight edge on, on that one as well. Uh, okay. Very quickly, we're not going to talk about the Den game 
I might give a prediction on that one actually. Um, go for it. Then are playing Mary Nugent. Uh, I'm gonna give a one word prediction. I'm gonna go with then. Uh, and then the other game that we're looking at is what? Shercock and Bailiebor. Shercock and Bailiebor. Sorry, that's the the Division Two relegation playoff. Mm. Now we should pass on our condolences to the Bailiebor club at the loss of Finbar Clark. Um, during the week, who was a really lovely man and uh, comes from a very esteemed football family in mm-hmm. in Bailiebor and was vice captain in '95 when they won the championship. He was a great player for the club and put so much back into it. So terrible loss at a, a young man with a young family as well. So pass on our condolences to the Bailiebor club. I echo that, Paul. So this is a local derby, both in the parish of Killan, Shercock and Bailiebor. I'm going to go with Shercock to win it. Yeah, same as that. I, it, local derby. It's going to be very hard for Bailey Burr just to turn it on um, after a miserable, let's be honest, a fairly miserable campaign. Now, saying that, Shercock, we finished a couple of points ahead of them, but I just feel with Killian Clark back, could be a difference there. Niall Turkin as well. Uh, where you can trust that the Bailey Burr, they are missing a few. I don't think they have many players to come back into that fold. Um. Yeah, no, it's Shercock for me as well, Paul. Um, I think that to finish on the high by beating Ballymac with a quick, well, not to say a cricket score three fourteen was a very impressive return. That was a bad defeat I thought for Bailieborough against Drumalee, uh, especially at home. I think they would have kept their eye on that one to try and get a win ahead of the relegation playoffs. But yeah, no, Shercock for me, uh, Paul. Well, Bailey beat them with five points back on the twenty seventh of May. But if you look at the results since Shercock followed that up, that would have been a disappointing loss in a local derby. They followed that up by being hammered by the bridge, hammered by Killing Care, and what beaten could see the three ten and beaten by three or four points by Coodhill. And then they had that that win against Bally McHugh away from home, which came out of nowhere. And also Killian Clark wasn't playing against Bally McHugh. Oh, was he not? No, okay. he wasn't. So like, um, that was a very good win away against Bally McHugh. If you look on the on the Bailey side. They'll be very disappointed to have lost that game to Drumalee. Like Drumalee hadn't won any games in their previous twelve. Mm. So ever since that that game against Shercock, um, yeah, they've they've fallen away too. Like they were beaten by two points in a poor game against Lavi. Um, Cornerfane beat them up in Bailieborough. Then the, like been beaten four twenty to one six against Upright. Like that's the real derby there, and mm. that was that was a killer. And I'd say morale was very low. And then they end up losing by a goal to Jumbley. So I'm going to go with Chaircock on that one as well. But I'm really looking forward to a big weekend's action. Best of luck to you and Dan, Eddie. And uh, best of luck to everyone else who's taking the field or taking the terraces this weekend. And thanks for giving up your time again this morning, Eddie. No bother at all, Paul. Cheers.